Welcome to Mouse.News, your source of information from two dudes who love Disney. My name is Garrett. And I'm Kellen. And in today's episode, we talk about the great news of the Disney World and Disneyland reopening, as well as the Disney Park that never was, Disney America. Here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mouse.News podcast. My name is Garrett, and sitting across from me, as always, is Kellen. How are you today? I'm doing well today, Garrett. How about you? I'm doing great. The magic is back, and I'm not talking about the Orlando magic. Not yet. I mean, the Orlando magic. I don't know. Are they going to make this the cut? Are they the top 22? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I guess there's always next year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> always next quarantine <laughs> next uh shortened season right. and expanded playoffs right because they're uh they're gonna bring the the four teams over from the western conference oh oh okay yeah i know i i know still ironing out those details right I, well i didn't know about that yeah they're supposed to be bringing uh nine through 12 wow so, because the twelfth team in the West is closer to a playoff spot than the ninth team in the East, which is the Wizards, are to the eighth spot. Oh no! <laughs> so, yeah, Wizards aren't going to be taking a trip. They're gonna John Wall's gonna get to rest up a little bit longer for his for his MVP season next year. Yep, exactly. But uh, they are saying the NBA is gonna start. July 31st. But before that, we've got some other magic opening. We're not talking about Disney Springs. We're not talking about Shanghai. We're talking about the home court. Walt Disney World. It's awesome. July 11th, they they announced a couple days ago that they're going to be reopening with a smaller staff, well, smaller attendance. So you have to buy your tickets ahead of time, and they're already all sold out. So Oh, yeah, I'd imagine, right? I mean, that's people probably jumped right on that. Yeah, and probably a lot of people who already had reservations. Yes, and, and speaking of that, Garrett, I'm glad you brought that up. I know there's been some changes to the reservation system, um, you know, amidst the whole um, phase reopening and stuff. So if you do have a uh, reservation somewhere or you're planning on scheduling a trip, it'd be helpful to kind of like, double check the stuff you already made as well as look into the new guidelines for the future if you haven't yet. Yeah. And just to kind of touch on some of those new guidelines, mm-hmm. there are going to be no parades, yeah. no nighttime shows, yeah. no fast pass. Yeah. That, that's, I guess with the capacity, I mean, do you think you really need them? I'm not sure. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I imagine the lines are going to be really long, mm-hmm. mostly because of the social distancing rules. Totally. So it will be interesting to see if Flight of Passage, the line is less than six hours. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I wish I wish I knew the rationale behind the no fast pass decision, you know, because that that's like that's a non-contact thing, obviously, you know, Um it's just like a different line queue. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that influences the lines. 
So I guess the reason behind the cutting of the fast pass is because they need the space, the extra space for more people to be waiting in line because of the social distancing rules. Gotcha. So it makes sense on that level. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like test track, for example, you can just have you can just snake people all the way through like the single rider and fast pass line and just kind of like fit everybody in those lines there. So yeah, that that would that would that would make sense. So yeah, July 11th, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom will be opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's still a little bit of a ways away. Universal Studios will be testing their opening actually by the time this show goes up. So next week, we'll be able to talk a little bit about whether or not Universal Studios is still up and running. But July 11th will be Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, and July 15th will be Epcot and Hollywood Studios. That's really cool. And like, like we say all the time, you know, we, we want to focus on the good news and, you know, the stuff that kind of gets us back towards the, the life we knew. So like, so here we go, right? Um, we're going to start finally opening up YouTube and seeing videos of the parks open again. Well, you know, people are going to be wearing masks and look a little different, but we're, we're, we're starting our steps forward. And that is really important that you mentioned that masks, anyone aged two and up are going to have to wear a mask. And yeah. That also means I, I don't think there I don't think anyone who's going to be walking around saying like I have a disability uh, and I can't wear a mask or I have asthma and I can't wear a mask I don't think they're going to get away with it. Yeah, I think it's it's too sensitive, right? If this if this gets if what am I trying to say? If this does not go the way they want, I mean, this is going to set everything backwards, right? For like reopening the economy. So like, yeah, I think it's going to be like zero tolerance on that stuff. It would be even more crushing to the company if they have to shut down again. Yeah, like from a PR perspective, that's a bad look. From a safety perspective, that's a bad look. From every angle, like you can't do that. You got to take it slow and just like you're saying, Garrett, like you, you got to make sure everybody's safe, you know? It will be interesting to see how many hotels are booked for the NBA. <laughs> I, I, um, so if they're going to be playing at the ESPN complex, the all-star resorts are in that area. So I, I'm trying to picture LeBron James in like all of our <laughs> movies. It's tough. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be staying over there. That would be surprising to me. I like the the food court at all-star movies. You think, you think LeBron, first off, I think the food court is probably going to be closed down because of coronavirus. No. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be close. <laughs> I, I imagine – I can't imagine LeBron James eating at a food court. Anthony Davis with a studio room. Like his feet are hanging off the bed. <laughs> like there's no, no NBA player is fitting in a bed at Disney World. Like they're going to have to buy new beds. Damian Lillard at Art of, Art of Animation in the uh, Little Mermaid suite. Now, now you got it going. I can't wait to see the players' tweets, <laughs> like just tweeting video from the pool. Right, right. It's gonna be awesome. And and like I said, I think a lot of, I think Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney World needs to integrate themselves. So like Mickey Mouse needs to give the finals championship to the winning team. Goofy needs to present the MVP trophy. Dude, I would not be surprised. 
if something <laughs> like that is in the works. Because really, like, if this goes through, like, Disney's, like, saving them, you know? Like, where else are they going to do this? I'm like a closed campus type of thing, you know? So I don't know if Mickey's going to hand over the, uh, the championship trophy, but, I mean, he might be one of the referees. I think Donald Donald Duck should be on the commentary team. <laughs> Just talk nonsense. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Someone someone's gonna have to try and sell me off of that idea. But until then, <laughs> yeah. I'm all in. To quote the memes on the internet, who says no? We're getting basket we're getting pro sports back again, and you're gonna say Donald Duck can't be on the on the in the booth? Come on. That's your choice. You get sports back, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you also get Donald Duck yep. in the commentary booth. Yep. I don't know. I take I take it. I no, take I'm the all, deal. Yeah, I'm all in. I take it too, man. But like in regards to where they stay, if this is the Disney campus, then it has to be some resort, you know. And I'm just trying to think of other resorts in that ESPN complex area um, or the Disney. <laughs> I'd have to pull up a map because I don't know how close Disney Springs is to the ESPN complex, but like there's some resorts around there. Someone had mentioned uh, a couple possible places, but I don't want to throw those out there until we get more confirmation. I'm sure players can stay at the NBA zone because no one's there anyways. Just like sleeping bag, like in the courts. Yeah. Just uh, kind of like what they did for the homeless people in Vegas, where they just like spray painted squares six feet apart. Yeah, and, and like in LeBron can take a square. Like he'll have to get a bigger square. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's I mean it's a square nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's exciting news. It's exciting to see that Disney is coming back. The Twitter the the comments on the blog post are still just an absolute nightmare. Oh, I, I can imagine. It's it's disappointing, but I'm sure people are going nuts. Yeah, there is a lot of upset people. A lot of people saying like, "I'm not going to return until you know the mask policy is done." Which, honestly, like, I'm in that boat. I right. if I have the opportunity to to just wait and go when everything is more open and it is more of the Disney experience that we know and love then yeah, I, I'm going to take that opportunity. Uh, right. But, you know, if you have reservations, you have to go like, this is your, your, you have, this is the only time you're going to be able to do it. Yeah. It's still going to be a great time. Yeah. It, I'm glad you said that Garrett, because even on your worst day at Disney, you know, you think back on it, you're like, you know what? We were at Disney. We were, we're, tr- we're trying our best to have fun. Like you're right, man. Is it ideal? No, nobody likes this. You know, nobody wants to wear the mask and stuff, but if you just kind of focus on the good, you're at the Disney parks and you know, your experience could be a little different, but um, you, know, you get to ride some cool rides and just, and just be there, you know? And I mean, that's really cool. You get to live your life, live the Disney life. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And, and you're right, man. There will come a day hopefully sooner than later where we can, we're going to rip the masks off together and, uh, and go on a dinosaur. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. All those in. will be the, those will be the days when angry Disney, uh, visitors will be able to spit on cast members again. <laughs> <laughs> Just take fights outside of Hollywood studios. Yeah. Those will be the days. People are already trying to like post hacks. They're like, you know, if you're walking around with something in your hand, like a drink, you you don't have to wear a mask. 
<laughs> That's so rude. And it's like, I hope Disney kicks you out. Like they just need to like ban like four or five people. Yeah. <laughs> make a <laughs> make a public display of it. Like, you know, the police are carrying you out in handcuffs, but like Mickey Mouse is right behind you, like pointing out, like, get out. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I love. I love. That's your impression of Mickey Mouse, like just being angry. I said, "Get out!" (laughs) (laughs) But you know, he can't talk, so it's just you know, you gotta like imagine what he said. He's just waving his hands around. But it's really just like some sixteen-year-old kid who's just underpaid, unhappy. (laughs) He's had a bad day already. Like you know, they make him wear the mask inside of the mask. He's angry about it, and then he sees somebody walking around with the blue milk. And no mask, and he snaps. Knocks it out of their hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you're right, man. That that has to be gotta be strict. If so, if they're gonna mess with it, you know, you, you gotta learn. Absolutely. Only only in uh America. Only only in America are people going to try to get around things to try to make you safe. <laughs> So speaking of America, today's episode is actually going to be a little bit different. We are actually going to be talking about Disney's America. And if you haven't heard of Disney's America before, that's because it doesn't exist. You're right. I mean, this is one of those things that maybe could have been, but but obviously has not. But this is like one, uh, a very interesting part of Disney history uh, with Disney Corporation history that um, is is super interesting and worth diving into. So in the 90s, Michael Eisner decided he wanted to build another park and he wanted to build a Disney park that celebrated America. That was just all about the greatness of our country. And he decided no better place than around Washington, D.C., they get lots of tourists already, so you know, find some open land and let's build a Disney park there. And they settled in Haymarket, Virginia, which is pretty close to uh, where I used to live, actually. It's probably about 10 minutes away where they would have built the park, which is part of why this place always interests me, because it's now just like a bunch of houses. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're expanding all the time down there, but in- instead of a massive theme park, it's just, yeah, like the townhouses and condos and stuff and, and the businesses, of course. But um, now imagine, ten, imagine 10 minutes away from from a, from a Disney park. I mean, people obviously live that in Florida, in California right now, but to in like Virginia, that's, that's wild. Absolutely. So Disney's America... As it was described, it would focus on the nation's richness of diversity, spirit, and innovation. That is a direct quote from Michael Eisner. That, I mean, on paper, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Like, like that's really cool. I mean, it's basically, in preparation for this episode, I just kind of thought about the America Pavilion at Epcot, just like times a hundred, just bigger, you know, and like, and like every aspect of it, instead of like the colonial kind of up through the industrial revolution type time. So yeah, I mean, it's like a part of a park that celebrates America, which we get with Liberty Square already in the America Pavilion and Main Street, of course, which we, I'm sure we'll touch upon to kind of make a whole park out of that. That that's like a big, that's a big deal. 
Yes. Uh, and one of the... So it would be a state-of-the-art amusement park while mixing in education and sensitivity toward the painful, disturbing, and agonizing aspects of American history. Yeah, like that's just so as you're reading that, I'm like, imagine being in the boardroom and trying to decide like how you portray that. Like if you're really going to talk about all these aspects of American history, you got to be real offensive to that stuff, right? You got to you got to do it in the most respectful way you can. And that, I mean, that's hard to make a like an amusement park out of it. And it's also we are becoming as as I have gotten older, I've also noticed that what we teach in history and how we teach in history of America is different depending on where you live. It's correct. Yeah. So, so whose version of America's history are we going to go with? Yeah, they, they have to get their information from somewhere. I mean, the easy answer would be work with the Smithsonian, right? If it's close to BC, which they said it was, but you're right. These things change and how we educate people ch- are changing all the time. It seems. So it's like, it, it's a very, in my opinion, it's a delicate thing to, to portray all this stuff, especially just putting the word theme park or amusement park next to that. It just feels wrong. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. You mean the word amusement and disturbing <laughs> or amusement and agonizing? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> there is some really dark stuff in America's history. Uh, for sure. For sure. And like, you, I, I guess I applaud them for saying, hey, we can make an amusement park of all of our triumphs, but we got if we're really talking about American culture, you have to mention the, the failures and, and the awful things too. Like, that's good to have that kind of self-awareness. But like, it, that's just such a strange thing to try to like put it in a, in a theme park. True. So let's say you end up at Disney's America. Yep. And you walk in and you walk into Crossroads USA, which is uh, where you live the American dream of the Civil War era, which is. <laughs> okay. Right. American dream is so like. <laughs> I don't. If I remember correctly, the Civil War era wasn't a great time. Yeah. Like, I don't. That's <laughs> Nobody's ever said, man, like the golden age of America, 1863. You know? Like, I wish I could live then. No one said that. No one said that. That's it's just such a weird and bizarre thing to like, and that's where you start. <laughs> okay, so you've walked in through the gates, you scan your magic band, pain, disturbing, and agonizing hits you right away. No, it's just the good stuff. I don't know what the good stuff was. But they're just gonna show the good stuff, the American dream aspects of the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still trying to make sense of my mind. So, like, the expansion aspect of the country, I guess I understand that. Like, everybody's trying to move west and stuff and, like, opening up new territory. I guess that's exciting, you know, like being able to earn. As this is coming out of my mouth, it just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so much of this, as, as we go through this, so much of this park is not going to make sense now we during our research we checked out the the proposed lands and as we touch upon those it's going to get more bizarre um but you're right to kind of to come into a park and be like hey guys you got uh i see you got an infection on your hand there we're gonna have to cut it off like that's the that's the america you want to start at who knows uh (laughs) this this would be the first uh so this would have been before the grand floridian this would have been the first 
Disney hotel inside a Disney park. That's really cool, actually, because I'm pretty sure that is the case right now in in Hong Kong Disney, where they have a hotel inside the park. I might have to fact check that, but that is really intriguing to me. That could be so fun. I mean, I don't know how you, you know, organize people to like not go through the park at like 3 a.m., but like staying on property is awesome to begin with. We recommend it all the time. But imagine staying inside the Magic Kingdom. Like that's that's awesome. Except it's not. You're it's, it's you're, not you're, right. you're you're waking up. You're walking down the stairs. You're knee deep in the Civil War again. There's no running water. It's authentic. You know, like, <laughs> there's no washing machines. It's just it's just the Wild West out there. If you if you look at some of the pictures, the pictures look really cool. Right. If it was Colonial Williamsburg. Right. There's like factories just like busting out smoke everywhere. <laughs> it's real smoke. It's going to contribute to climate change. Yeah. Like it's just going to get worse. <laughs> so yeah, that is – so that's where you walk in. You walk in to Crossroads USA. Um, there was – and then next to it was going to be an area, area called President's Square. Right. Um, and this was dedicated to basically our our independence and it is described as a sort of sequel to the Hall of Presidents. That's what that's what we need. We need a sequel. So apparently each president they were gonna build a robot version and they were gonna be able to walk around hmm. President Square. But then they realized there was a problem. Everyone was going to want to talk to Lincoln, Washington, and Kennedy. Yeah. But but what about like Millard Fillmore? He's just kind of like sitting on a bench by himself. Like they programmed that to the AI to look sad and like dejected. <laughs> that, again, that just sounds so bizarre. Who is the person? Who is the Disney fan who's like, you know what? After I get... After I trade some Disney pins, I want to go hang out with John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Robot John F. Kennedy. Right, right, right. Like imagine, um, you know, a few episodes ago we talked about our happy place. I'm like, man, the Caesar Nemo of Friends is good. But one time John Kennedy walked up behind me when I was trying to use the restroom and, and it was amazing. And I'll never forget it. <sighs> Just again, like this, this park makes no sense. Yeah, like. I just feel like they're they're trying to expand on the things we already have. Like I I love the like like Wild West kind of fiction and 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 um, text. So like you know we speak off the air like we both enjoy Westworld and stuff. And like the thought of walking around a, a land dedicated to that would be really cool. But then I was like, wait a minute, we have that. It's called Frontierland. You know, like I can imagine if you want to like dive deeper into the immersion and stuff, like that's really appealing, but it just doesn't sound original. It just sounds like things maybe you can do at the Magic Kingdom to kind of enhance it a little bit to a, to a degree. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so move past there comes the Native American village. Oh boy. Uh, so apparently Pocahontas... Uh, it was deep in production. Yep. And they planned a whitewater raft expedition based on Lewis and Clark's year-long journey through the wilds of Western USA. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's it's kind of cool. 
Um, will, will it be like a, well, we, I mean, we're only speculating, but I'd imagine it would be like a dark ride, like a slow, like a Navi river journey. <laughs> I just, just like, <laughs> not like that at all, but you know what I mean? Like moving through water, like slowly. There's instead of uh, the singing Navi robot, it's just the most advanced Lewis and Clark robot. <laughs> yeah, or a bear. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a bear and they're singing songs. I every time I read about this park and every time I watch it and every time I talk about it, I'm just always shocked. Like this was an actual idea. That's that's why when we talk about our ideas on the show, it's like, yeah, I mean they wanted a, they wanted a Lewis and Clark uh, river ride, so why are we why are we off base? Yeah, yeah, that that's what I'm gonna say next time. Yeah. <laughs> so there was also uh, if if we continue going through the park, um, this visitors would enter the centerpiece of a park of the park Ooh. a civil war fort all right more all right we're back at the civil war great <laughs> yeah. uh with a spy balloon hover, hovering over again did you say spy uh, balloon spy balloon okay okay yep i'm picturing the things uh that people mistake for ufos it's just like based on the the concept art it's just a balloon like just a <laughs> giant balloon <laughs> it's a mickey mouse balloon like <laughs> Uh, on Main Street at any time. But this is also where the nighttime show is going to take place. They're not going to have fireworks. They're going to have a, a battle between two ships. Oh, okay. All right. I get it. I get it now. So a little bit of Union and Confederacy type thing just to kind of just kind of end the night on a high note. I guess. Is anybody, is anybody going back to their hotel room like feeling like real good about their day at, at Disney America? Yeah, who is that person? <laughs> well, that's that's where it yeah it gets a little bit strange because like back to your point about the stories that are being told there and stuff. You know, they're going to be some people there that are all all about it, and there's going to be other people there that are like you got to close it right away. I feel like there's a lot of room for for debate and controversy. Yeah. Uh, so if we continue going through the park, there's a place called Victory Field, which is going to be like a big VR area. Uh, you could drive a VR tank or pilot a jet plane, go through basic training. Yes. <laughs> Actually, this land was the most appealing to me for this reason. I feel like this was the land they put all the money into, kind of like Pandora, you know, like the, they wanted the cutting edge stuff in this land here to have, give you that like uh, modern, not modern, but you know, war experience, um, which, you know, has the potential to be really fun. But again, at the end of the day, like I, you're going to be in a dog fight, like shooting people down and stuff like this. Just, this is kind of a dark attraction, you know, I, I could actually see a captain America sort of tie in. Oh, oh that, that would be real. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, I think that could have worked, right. but you know, this is 10 years, 20 years after sort of the idea even came about. So Captain America wouldn't have even been on the radar yet. So it just would have been, yeah. uh, you know, fighting Nazis and Japanese invaders. Right. And yes, yes. 
for all the reasons that might be strange. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let us continue on. Actually, I think this was maybe my favorite part. Okay. Uh, it was going to be a recreation of Ellis Island. Yeah. And yeah. it was going to be the Muppets who are going to tell the story of how America was a melting pot. That is that is awesome. That is awesome. I'm all in for that. So you get a little bit of that. Well, the show is discontinued, I believe, in uh, Liberty Square, where you get the Muppets kind of retelling that little part of colonial history, which is really cool. But, I mean, you have the Sam the Eagle character running through um, in Epcot and stuff. So, like, yeah, the Muppets just kind of, like, they just fit with this topic, which is strange, but, like, I love it. I, I Yeah, I think that is probably my favorite idea. Yeah. And also, it does feel the most disney Oh yeah, absolutely. The mu- uh, yeah, yeah, because we haven't had any other mention of like characters, with the exception of Pocahontas, up to this point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I who would have uh, like? Are you going to make Civil War Mickey Mouse? Yeah. It would, wow. Um, like you could fit like Davy Crockett in there at some point, you know, in like the frontier area. But yeah, like the Civil War stuff. Like, what are you going to do? And, like, they're really, really going in on the Civil War, <laughs> which I get. Like, the they park love- is going to be built on, like, a Civil War battlefield, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, like there's a get- reason why there's not, like, Six Flags Civil War. <laughs> six Flags Civil War, yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody kind of like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, someone with... A, a great mind would be like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But this kind this went through many, obviously we get the concept art, we get the story. Like this was a, a big, they owned the, yeah. they owned all the land. They bought it. <laughs> I, I understand trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, continue like Walt's legacy in that, like, you know, Walt was very into the American dream, the American ideal, and, you know, the old town America. Like, I get I get that. And to kind of reinforce, I guess, my point earlier, you, you kind of get that in the parks already in a tasteful way, in a nostalgic way, you know, without doing the deep dive, which I think is what's getting everybody, what, what got this idea in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next was going to be going through the Industrial Revolution – because when I think of theme parks, mm-hmm. I think of capitalism and the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, you know, <laughs> being up here in New England, everybody, when they're in like fourth grade, we go on a field trip to one of the oldest mills in the country during the Industrial Revolution. And it is so dreadfully boring and nobody likes it. But like, you just like have to do it because you live up here. I feel like that's what would happen at this park, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so the land's the land's main attraction was going to be a steel inverted roller coaster barreling through a steel mill. And the ride's climax would have been a narrow escape from a fiery vat of molten steel. Wow. What would the story have been? Like, why are you there? What why do you have to leave so quickly? I <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just so lost. <laughs> yeah, it I I don't know. It, it surprises me that it got as far as it did. 
because this this sounds like a museum where you're trying to force like rides into into you know into the forefront of this and it's just not working out so and it also if i remember correctly uh there was like an america america's fair theme park area which was going to be like a traditional like carnival yeah similar to uh the area in dino land um oh yeah 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 okay i'm picturing it now and and a lot of the ideas for, from the for Disney's America actually found their way into different Disney parks. So like I said the Grand Floridian inside California Adventure, there is uh, some of the technology that was going to be used for Victory Field is used in Soren. Okay. Um So and yeah, like I said the the small little America's Fair that was taken up in Animal Kingdom. I see. I see. Okay, so it seems like they were prepared for this, at least from a technological standpoint, which obviously never went through. Yeah. Um, so one of the women, one of the people, Debbie Jones, who is the president and CEO of the Prince William County uh, Chamber of Con- Commerce – said, 25 years later, would I still be so enthusiastic? Was it a missed opportunity? Or did we luck out that Disney didn't come here? You know, I'm not sure. Hmm. That's, that's strange. I, I don't know. I, I mean, think of, like the pros of having a theme park there would be, yeah, like the revenue would be insane, you know, from like tourism and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it just, it just kind of seems like a, a big risk, you know, to put all that money into a park, you know? Yeah, uh, for for such just this, I don't think it would have worked. Like, I don't think it would have lasted. Right. Well, I think that knowing what we know now, I mean, okay, so you're a family of four and you get one vacation for per, for a year. You know, like middle class family. It's like you go to Disney America or you go to Disney World. You know, I think the answer is obviously the world. Yeah, unless you're a history buff. Yeah. Like nothing in this park sounded appealing to me. No, I I agree. I mean, I kind of thought the the river ride would be cool, but like I'm not going to the park just for that. I would go to Hollywood Studios just for Galaxy's Edge, you know, but I would not go to Disney America just to check out Lewis and Clark. Well, the difference between Galaxy's Edge and the Civil War mm-hmm. is pretty obvious. Galaxy's Edge, it actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I forgot. You're a Civil War truther. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> I should have wrote that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been, been good to remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, like there, there is a big difference between the lands that are being built, like mm-hmm. Pandora and Galaxy's Edge. Like people want to go there because those places aren't real and they thought they could never experience it. The Civil War was real. Right. The consequences of that war, some of them are still being felt today. Right. The, um, as we talk about in the show many times, it's like the appeal of Disney, at least for me, is it takes you out of the, the world, right? It takes you out of the day-to-day and puts you in like some element of fantasy or fiction. And there is none of that in, in this proposed park here. And I mean, that's like 
you know, we all want to break from everything. We all want to feel like a kid again and just kind of immerse ourselves into stories. And these are either stories I don't want to be a part of, you know, at Disney America or that just are, you know, just retellings of things we already know. There, there's no, there's no escape. It feels like you, everyone has that one teacher who goes a little bit above and beyond mm-hmm. to like try and really get you engaged with something. Right. This park is that like, this is the, is the amusement park equivalent. Uh, like, do you like history? Do you like roller coasters? Let's put them both together. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Like, it, it would have been so cool to have another Disney theme park in America. Yeah. Just not this one. Just, right. It's a good way of putting it. Like, that. that is exactly what needs to be said like this park could have been actually you know what I'll, I'll i'll say i don't think there's any way that this park would have worked i can't see it no we would have we would have been looking at a huge failure and, and like that hmm. then like what do you do with that land you know like you just shutter it and then like now what so here's here is from the introductory press conference. Disney's Bob Weiss said this in the introductory press conference. We want to make you a Civil War soldier. We want to make you feel what it was like to be a slave or what it was like to escape through the Underground Railroad. Okay. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> I love that there's like a – I love like there's a, a part of you that's like – Maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, there's, there's, yeah, there's no way, no way they can make this good. Like, are they gonna, are they gonna have like Mickey doing this stuff? <laughs> They're like, oh, all right, all right. We can, we can go to Disney World. You can fly on the back of a banshee. You know, you get the Tower of Terror. You can go to the Twilight Zone or, or, you can learn what it's like to get your leg amputated after you got hit with a bullet in the Civil War. I'm like, oh, man, don't make me choose. <laughs> like Goofy's just walking around one-legged? Yeah, he's like, come on, we need your help. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's bloody and it's awful. Like the, the World War II VR ride is like super yeah. realistic, except all the other pilots are Disney characters. Yeah, you know, and they could do like the old, they could draw on the old... Um, uh, the war propaganda cartoons that that Walt Disney created, you know, way back. <laughs> then. You know, they could draw on some of those because you know there there aren't any cultural depictions that are wrong in those. You know, so they could just fill it up with that stuff. I'm I I love I love the story of this park. I do. Yeah. Just because it is so weird, so outlandish. Yeah. So just poorly thought out. I think anyone with half of a brain looked at this idea and went, oh, God, no. <laughs> They're like, um, no. So a lot. So as you know, the park did not come to be. Um for a lot of reasons. One was historians were very upset. They were worried that there was going to be a Disneyification of history. 
which is fine with me actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna make it a little bit uh, kid friendlier. Just put some songs in there, then that you got it. So they were worried that the development and traffic associated with the opening of the park would have severely impaired people's ability to come visit, understand, and appreciate the battlefields. Let me just backtrack for a moment here. Mm-hmm. If you've ever lived in Virginia, the traffic already is terrible. Yeah, they already got so the board. I don't think I don't think that would have been any worse. <laughs> no. And and I've been to these battlefields, and there's a max maybe eight people there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those eight people are going to be there anyways. Yeah, taking their tours, like, you know, whatever. Like, I think... I think a lot of the people who are very upset about the park being built because it was close to a battlefield or its location, like, I don't agree with that as someone who does live in the area because I see what that area is now. It is a target. It is a... uh, Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. um, So, yeah. Pretty quickly, it ended up getting shut down. They owned all of the land and ended up having to resell it back. Um, Hmm. They even thought about building a smaller like Disney cruise line little thing on uh, in DC, but they just kind of just gave it up. Yeah. I think, I I don't know, like that, that would be cool. Like a halfway point on the East coast to have like another park, but just most certainly not this idea, you know? Yeah. Uh, So there just isn't going to be, there was just never going to be a way for Disney to build a park in Virginia or in DC, unfortunately. So now, you know, we just get our experiences here. I'm glad they're taking the money and upgrading spaceship earth. Now, you know, we're getting an Epcot transformation here. I think the money's going to the right place now. I agree. And part of it was also the failure of Euro Disney that, Mm -hmm. you know, there was just no money. So they needed to figure out where they were going to spend their money. And I get that. I get that. But, you know, overall, at the end of the day, this was just a terrible idea for a theme park. You're right. It it was just bad. And um, uh, again, I'll say it again. I'm surprised it got as far as it did, you know. So before we wrap up, Mm -hmm. the big question, though, is, Kellen, would you have gone? Um. So let's just for a second pretend that it's it's up, it's function, it's running. No, I I, I would oh, no, I wouldn't have because it's just not that's not Disney to me, you know. Um, like based on the conversation we've had and the research that we've done, like when I want to go to Disney, I want the I want the characters, I want like the the, the fairy tale stuff, I want everything that the original park is. So no, I'm gonna that, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> I don't think there's any better way to end it with a Randy Jackson quote. <laughs> I've actually – could I follow up on one thing as we conclude? Yeah. Yes. The all-star resorts and animation <laughs> are the closest to the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. So LeBron, you, you can have the family suite, but they are all uh, cars themed. And you, you are going to eat at the food court. 
That is <laughs> that has been decided. I'm sorry, you're 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 gonna need the food court. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if this was your first time tuning in, I encourage you to subscribe to the show. Follow us at DudeFluencer on Facebook and Twitter. Visit us at DudeFluencer.com so you can hear all of the best Disney hot takes every Tuesday afternoon right here on Mouse.News. Also, we are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. And now, with a little bit of searching, you can find us on iTunes. For Kellen... My name is Garrett. We hope you have a magical evening. Good night. Mm-hmm.